Once upon a time, many, many years ago, when I was in my mid-twenties, I bought a Jeep. Now, I had just been ordained a priest, and this was my dream car. But since I had just been ordained a priest, rather than made the head of Apple computers or something, this was a dream car on the cheap. So it was probably about 10 years old, but fairly easy to work on myself. And after about a month or two of breaking it in, as in finding out what I needed to fix, and getting it all fixed up, it was, it was very reliable. So it was one of these Jeeps that sat four people, had a cloth top that, this being in San Diego, was almost always folded down, and had fairly large tires. Not obnoxiously large, after all, I was a priest, couldn't be obnoxious about it. But they were good for going on trails and that sort of thing, as, as well as driving around town and, yes, making hospital calls and things like that. Though, to this day, my daughter jokes about, you can tell when you're in a priest family when you have a fun car, meaning the Jeep, and a funeral car, a car that I could take for funerals. That was the white subcompact that we had as well. So, my fun car, I did, really did drive every day. And one time, there was a diocesan meeting of clergy in one of the desert parishes of the Diocese of San Diego to help geographically place this. And this was a chance to have fun with the fun car. I pulled out my trusty trail map for San Diego County and saw that while you'd have to take highways and freeways part of the way, almost most of the way I could drive on trails through the desert and arrive almost at the back door of the parish. So I left about two hours early and headed out, headed east from the, uh, from the coast of San Diego, drove over the mountain into the desert, and pulled off onto the edge of the trail. I stopped the Jeep, checked all my supplies. I was very rigorous, making sure I had extra water and extra gasoline and had the tools and stuff in case I broke down in the middle of nowhere, and headed off down the trail with the map open next to me. And I was kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised, that the trail was in really good shape. It really was more like a dirt road. But one of the neat things was this was springtime, and so there had been some rains, and so as I drove down this trail, there were desert flowers blooming all around me. And if I drove slowly enough, I could actually smell the scent from these flowers, just thousands and thousands of them, just spectacular. And if you know the desert, you might know that that lasts sometimes for a matter of days, but no more than weeks. So it was very special to be winding on this trail through these beautiful desert blooms. And the, the trail was in good enough shape that times I found I could do the sort of two-fingered two steering and be looking all around, and I was driving slowly, and just thoroughly enjoying this scene. And after a while, I began to sort of fantasize that you know, I was the first human to see this, that I was all alone in the wilderness, that I sort of almost an Adam sort of experience of no other humans around, and, and seeing God's glory, and being one of these maybe monastic people from uh, a couple thousand years ago out in the desert, hearing the voice of God, and 
all these sort of highfalutin thoughts as the desert perfume wafted over me and the beauty of the flowers was all around me. And then I turned this wide sweeping curve and saw this jumble of broken down trailers. And there were probably about 20 of them and they had huge uh, multi-gallon drums on their roofs holding water and various power cords and pipes rigged all around them. And as my Jeep came around the corner, people came out of the trailers and from whatever they're doing, it started to wave. And I sort of reluctantly started to wave, but thinking, I'm in the middle of the desert, you got to be friendly. And then I also thought, well, I'm in a clerical collar, I really better be friendly. <laughs> so I waved and, and went along, but my mood had soured. Because no longer was I the solitary human driving through God's paradise. Now I was thinking about where do these people come from? Where do they go? What's going on with this? And it was a fairly well-ordered little community. You know, no more than 100 people could have lived there among those 20 trailers. But there was no big piles of trash or anything. They looked very happy as they waved. And I drove on for about another hour or so and reached the church and went on with my meeting. I think about that when I think about John the Baptist in this morning's gospel. We'll hear more about his story next week as well, of John the Baptist being out in the wilderness. And the wilderness experience of Christians of, of various kinds, and the wilderness experiences of people of all sorts of different spiritual backgrounds. How we love as humans to get away from it all in order to hear God more clearly on on formal retreats, or going camping, or hiking, or whatever it might be that gets us away from it all. And this is a great time of year to seriously do that kind of work, because we're in the midst of busyness, and the same Christmas carol being played 18 times at Walgreens, and all those other things that can thoroughly distract us from the tasks of Advent, the spiritual tasks of preparing ourselves anew for the coming of God into our lives, of trying to make room for God in the midst of all the to-do lists and distractions of life. And so wilderness time makes sense in Advent for all of us. But finding it can be difficult. It can be like coming across a group of broken down trailers in the midst of our bliss or quote my 60s predecessors, that it can be hard to find the times, find the places, find the ways in which we can let go of everything and let God in. And that's really in some ways the primary message of Advent is to let go of our preconceptions and allow ourselves to be surprised once again or maybe for the first time by what God's up to in our own lives and in the lives of the whole world. Because the surprise element of Advent comes up over and over. Whether you look at the stories from the opening chapters of Luke as the adult formation group's been doing, or you look at the passages that we've had for the Sunday morning worship of John the Baptist basically being quite shocked that he now has to start preaching. He had been on this wonderful retreat, being in the wilderness. He'd gotten away from people. He was having the life of eating locusts and honey, which, 
admittedly doesn't sound appealing to me, but for him was right up his alley. It's, it was his dream vocation of getting to be alone in the desert with God. And suddenly he is called to proclaim and to proclaim something novel, proclaim something that he could footnote using Isaiah, as we hear in this morning's gospel, but something that he never thought he'd be called to do, never thought he'd be called to proclaim. And of course, it's not an easy thing to do, and it puts his life at risk, which eventually he'll lose over this message. So he gets to go from the living a time of blessed isolation into a time of being a public figure and living a life that is quite dangerous. Hopefully none of us have to live the life of danger, but all of us can be surprised. All of us can find the unexpected rising up in our lives in a good way. New ways that God is calling us to love. New ways God calls us to serve. But often, we have to take a well-trod path, which can be surprising. Now, when I was out in that desert, and I was smelling, literally, smelling the flowers, and enjoying how I could drive my Jeep quite easily over the sandy trail, what never occurred to me was those hundred or so people living down the trail were the ones who made that trail so easy to pass. They were the ones who drove it every day to go buy their milk and take their kids to school and pick up their mail. And so it was a smooth trail. It was easy to follow. Even though I had the map open, I only had to refer to it at two crossroads because the road was so clear and easy to see. Because those folks who I thought were a disturbance to my life, had literally set the way for me. And as we walk our lives as Christians, we'll find that happens as well. That perhaps some people who are annoying are the ones who have set the path for us. But let's leave it at people who are surprising instead. That people who we never thought would be the ones who direct us end up giving us the small clues as to how we are to live. Or perhaps a surprising example, the ultimate Christmas story of the cranky old person who turns out to be a St. Nicholas figure. We have to be open to all the ways God will surprise us, but particularly through the people around us. That we can't keep people in the boxes we've put them in. We can't keep people with the preconceptions that we've painted them with. But instead, we have to allow ourselves to be surprised because they are walking the same journeys we are. And God may be surprising them with something new to say. God may be surprising them that they are suddenly called to love us in a way that they don't want to do either. Life is so strange and odd, but surprising and filled with hope and healing and resurrection, and all sorts of new things. If we simply pay attention, if we follow at times a, a well-driven road, a good path through the desert, we'll find not just desert flowers, but amazing, surprising people. We may find ourselves going just where 
we are called to be, where we need to be, even though we had no idea of that. Advent is a time for surprises. The people in the scripture stories are surprised over and over. We have to give room in our own lives to be surprised. To be surprised maybe by an angel. To be surprised maybe by a call to love. To be surprised by someone loving us. But to be open to the ways in which God wants us to grow, to change, to be healed, to be forgiven, to forgive others, to help others heal. No way to know. It's a surprise. That's the theme of Advent. Surprise. Divine surprise. Loving surprise. Life-changing surprise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.